At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? Jonathan Von Tobel here on Live Bet Saturday, and quite a Saturday it is. We're going to be with you for the next three hours. Keep it locked in on all the live betting opportunities for these morning games. We'll be with you until 12 p.m. Pacific time. And like I said, I cannot wait. I am very lucky because I love this morning slate of action. we got a lot of awesome contests to get to, including, I would argue, the game of the day between Duke and Kansas, two undefeated programs. Well, let's bring in my co-host for the next three hours. That would be one Danny Burke far away in the lands of Chicago. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, JVT? It's been a little bit since we've uh, run it back, so uh, happy to get things going. And like you said, a big slate to get excited for today. Yeah, so let's set the table first about what we're going to see in some of these games that are set to kick off here in mere moments. Uh, And we'll run through closing lines, and we'll get to maybe a a quick spotlight on some of the bigger games. First off, I don't think we need to focus on Georgia closing as a 45-point favorite with a total of 61 over Kent State. Uh, The thing to note here, though, is that the total got bet up from 55.5 to 61, 61.5, and some spots as high as 62. And that's what we're going to close here. I'll ask your opinion very quickly on Michigan and Maryland. This one's pretty intriguing. This opened up Michigan 20. Now it's down to 17. Total bet up from 59.5 and a 64.5 now on the board. And this is the first real test for Michigan, Danny. Uh, they get to beat up on the likes of Colorado State, UConn, and Hawaii. Now you get a conference opponent. Market might be a little skewed because of some really good statistics for this team. But we don't really know much about the uh, Wolverines at this point. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the first true test out of this Michigan squad, and they've looked lethal thus far, but as you alluded to, kind of the cupcake schedule, 
And Maryland, it's not a team that's really going to wow you in the sense that they'll get a big upset win. But like you mentioned also, I mean, the spreads kind of come down in favor of the Terps. And Tonga Vailo is a pretty athletic quarterback, much like his brother. So he's able to create some magic. The thing is, you can't let Michigan get out to the huge lead. If you're looking to back on the side of Maryland and hope they can cover that 17 spot, you need Maryland to either rebuttal as soon as possible at the Wolverine score or get out to an early lead. And if they're able to do that, I actually think Maryland can keep it closer than the spreads leading you to believe right now. And look, it seems like this is going to be a very heavily public bet game on the side of Michigan. A lot of times that happens to see the other side come through, but I wouldn't be shocked if Maryland does have enough weapons to at least keep it in the vicinity of the spread that we're seeing right now. Just under eight minutes to kick off there between the Terps and Wolverines. Uh, one game that is is going to kick off in about three or four minutes. They're uh, waiting for kickoff right now. It's actually a pretty intriguing narrative spot. TCU on the road against SMU. Sonny Dykes return here. And what we've seen from TCU up to this point, uh, again, you know, early on, these are really small sample sizes, so we don't really know much, but we do know that TCU from an offensive standpoint, EPA per play overall, Dan, uh, this is the 17th ranked team in the country in terms of their EPA per play on offense. This looks like, surprisingly, right, a Sonny Dykes team being good at offense, it's going to be one of the better ones, and it's a pretty interesting situation going back to SMU. Yeah, and talk about a line movement here. I mean, yep. this thing's gotten as high as three in favor of TCU. Consensus seems to be about two in the hook, but man, everybody's fallen in love with this offense, and rightfully so, when on the side of the Horned Frogs. And look, it may be a tough spot going on the road here, JVT, and you and I have seen these big line movements even a couple weeks ago come through, and you know, in terms of going to one side, and then it didn't actually happen to come through fruition on the side that it moved to. So maybe you're still a little cautious in that sense, but Man, I think this one will be a great in-game betting situation, a very high total up to about 72 is the highest point that I've seen. So we're assuming we're going to see a lot of action, probably going to give you a lot better in-game betting perspectives, regardless of what side you like, since it's such a narrow spread right now. So as Jalen Daniels and the Jayhawks take the field, uh, it's a perfect segue into uh, some bets that we've got. First off, uh, I did bet Clemson minus seven here in this early morning slot, and they have yet to kick off, so we'll keep an eye on that game as we wait for Clemson and Wake Forest. And I bring up Kansas and Duke, Danny, because uh, I like this Kansas team a lot. You talk about some of the EPA numbers. Uh, Kansas is one of the best teams in the country. Shockingly enough, the 19th-ranked passing offense, 25th-ranked rushing offense by EPA metrics. We'll see what kind of start they get off to here against Duke, but I was hoping uh, for a little bit of a slow start for the Jayhawks to come in and get a number that was sitting underneath that seven, uh, but that is the strategy that I am looking at right now from a live betting perspective. Did you have anything from the morning slate or any uh, any angles you were looking for and hoping for from an in-game perspective as we start these early morning games? Yeah, man. I mean, everybody's seeming to fall in love with this Kansas and Duke game, and a lot of people putting some stock in this Jayhawks team. I'm not completely there yet on being ready to bet this Kansas squad. I get the sentiment toward betting them, but again, I, I haven't gotten there with them. And I really didn't have anything in this early slate. I think one of the more fascinating games that I'll be keeping an eye out for, aside from Michigan and Maryland, probably going to be the primary game that I'm looking in on. Uh, I'm looking at this Iowa State and Baylor game, JVT. I mean, there's been some big line movement going toward the Cyclones. And I know that Baylor hasn't necessarily looked this strong right out of the gates, but maybe we'll look back at the end of this thing and kind of chuckle at the fact that Iowa State ended up catching some of the love in the betting market here. I know Matt Campbell always has his team ready to fight, 
but I, I'm just not sure I would be completely sold on Iowa State here. This could be a better spot to be catching some points with Baylor, but that's also a game that I was kind of teetering between playing or not. And again, talking about in-game betting, I mean, if Baylor's catching over a field goal, maybe I'll look to jump in on them at some point. Danny disrespects the Kansas Jayhawks, and just like that, I think we're three plays in. They are at the Duke 30-yard line. So take that, <laughs> Danny Burke, as you do not believe in Kansas and Lance Leopold. And really, it's actually a really good coaching job. Leopold's been everything yeah. is advertised. I think that's what we kind of expected. Kansas, for people who don't remember, actually, from a win total perspective, uh, for you know, for a team that opened up at one and a half, was one of the big movers. Some spots closed, I believe, two and a half and even three. And we're already, of course, at 3-0 and for the Jayhawks. We get a big run here, and they're inside the 10-yard line. They're going to get a first and goal here against Duke on their opening drive against the Blue Devils. So with that, we got these morning games set. We're going to wait for some action here. We'll see if Kansas can punch this in on their first drive and get the opposite of what I was hoping for, which was a slow start. Uh, let's take a look at some news of the day. First off, Danny, I wanted to throw this out there because we're going to talk about all of these big matchups, but there's two really big injury notes that we should mention here. The first of which is Quinn Ewers made the trip to Lubbock, Danny. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Quinn Ewers is going to dress. Now, it's not known whether he's going to play today or not, but Texas, of course, taking on Texas Tech in a Big 12 Conference matchup. But we, knew, we do know that he's going to be there and he's going to be dressed, but whether or not he's going to play is going to be a massive question. And this is on the early part of the timetable for Quinn Ewers. Right now, Texas up to a seven-point favorite. The total is down from 67.5 to 61. Uh, but this is quite the bit of news if this is really going to happen for the Longhorns today. Yeah, that is big news. I actually didn't realize that he was going to be dressing for this game and, you know, making the trip out there. But I mean, the movement has gone toward the Longhorns. And to me, if he's not playing, I'm just not touching this team in any capacity. But like you said, we'll have to kind of take the wait and see approach and, and maybe right away too. you know, it's still going to be an adjustment for him to come back as a young guy in college, his first season starting, coming back from that injury, there may be some inflation on the line just because of what we saw in him and had the expectation set for him in a small sample size. It's not that I don't think he's capable of being, or rather just warranting that much respect, but maybe kind of wait till it sets back to reality and see if he has to develop into a rhythm, whether or not we actually see playing time from him in this game or later down the road. But yeah, very, uh, very interesting to see him getting suited up this early on. I'm a little shocked. Uh, and the other, of course, is for Tennessee. Uh, their wide receiver, Cedric Tillman, is not going to be dressing today. So it's a relatively solid loss for the Volunteers. Tillman, from a statistical standpoint, numbers don't pop off the page. By the way, Vegas kid, Bishop Gorman kid. Uh, but if you look at the numbers for him from a production standpoint, 17 receptions, 246 yards, one touchdown. Also in that game, Florida. Middle linebacker Ventro Miller, cornerback Jaden Hill. Looks like they're going to be on the field today. They'll be starting a redshirt freshman at right tackle. But the injury news, uh, there's a lot there in that game, Dan. But Florida on the road against Tennessee. Cedric Tillman not available. Florida getting Ventro Miller, arguably their best defensive player on the field today. Tennessee a 10.5 point favorite with a total of 63.5. And Man, this game is going to be a blast. And I, and I get why Tennessee is the favorite here. I, I guess I'm a little taken aback that they moved up to such big a favorite. I know that Florida hasn't looked that great after that Utah game, but I still think they have enough weapons and enough dominance in the ground game to at least keep it within the double digit spread. So now that it's at 10 in the hook, I don't really think it's worth biting on Tennessee. If it comes down to probably max 10, then I would maybe consider laying it with the volunteers. I mean, them having the home field advantage here, getting up for this game in conference play, it's going to be huge. And again, I do think they win this game, but I wouldn't be 
looking to join the party late and laying 10 in the hook. Again, Max at 10 is what I would go, despite the loss of one of their top receivers in Tillman, as you were mentioning, JVD. But yeah, Florida hasn't really gotten that rhythm back since Utah. Richardson has not looked as great as he did in week one. The running game will keep it close for a little bit, but at the end of the day, I think Tennessee will pull through. But that'll be a fun game to watch. You know, sometimes you put it out there in the universe and, you know, you get what you want. Fourth and goal from the Duke one, and Devin Neal is stuffed. Kansas does not get in, oh. so the Blue Devils are going to take over on their one-yard line here in this matchup with Kansas. So we'll see what the Blue Devils can do. From an in-game standpoint, my screen, I don't show an update quite yet between these two, so we'll get one once that thing goes live. Uh, but... Not the slow start I was looking for, Danny, so we're not going to get much of an adjustment from an in-game perspective because uh, we'll see what Duke can do with their anemic offense. More than likely going to be a quick drive and a punt back to Kansas, but Duke does stand strong, and they get to turn away Kansas on the first drive here. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm just like I'm saying, you know, maybe don't trust them. No, I'm just playing. No, say, they'll be all right in this say, game. Don't make me do um, this. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm trying to see. Let's uh, live line. Yeah, I don't really got anything out by me either, JVT. Maybe when it loads, it looks like it might be around five for Kansas now. 59 and a half is about the total that we might see on the in game adjustment. It's still going to be a long ways to go for Duke, so I wouldn't be too concerned if you're on the side of Kansas. Yeah, and the other game we have not mentioned yet in this early morning slate uh, that did kick off Missouri and Auburn. Uh, this is scoreless right now. Auburn in game, though, nine and a half with a total of 50 and a half. So I think they are driving here in this spot. We'll see exactly where we're at with that matchup and a fourth down for Baylor. And it does look like Shapin's taking the field there. So it looks like the Bears are going to be going for it in that matchup with Iowa State. All right, my guy, DJ Uyangalole, because I laid seven, is coming out on the field. Clemson's first drive is underway. We'll keep an eye on that and all the games that are currently underway in college football. It's live bet Saturday. On the other side, let's get a little bit more nuance with this Tennessee-Florida game. Talk about some of the impact of those injuries and what we're looking at. 16-17 for Florida, and yet they're the double-digit underdog. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities, 
and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. How about this? It's Saturday. It's college football, but it's also the best time of year because the NHL season's almost here. It's the best time to be a sports better, man. All these sports getting started. Hockey betting experts are getting ready for all the action here at VSIN. VSIN Hockey Season Prep Guide is going to be available soon with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. Guides must have a key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season. Go to the vcin.com slash subscribe website and become a vcin hockey season pro with the vcin hockey prep guide. All right. We've got a lot to get to and a lot to update here in the world of college football. Some scores. Uh, first off, a couple of teams that are on the board. As uh, Danny used, one of my favorite phrases in football, totally, uh, a tutty for Michigan against Maryland. Uh, I'm lying. I hate when people use that term, Danny. I'm sorry. If we're going to work together, got to be honest with you. But a fumble <laughs> on the opening kickoff for the Terps, right, Dan? Set up Michigan on the 10-yard line, 11-yard line, one play. And just like that, Michigan has a 7-0 lead over Maryland. Yeah, what did I say? I mean, if you're Maryland, you can't get down early, and it took right away after the kickoff. One play, touchdown, not tutty for Michigan. Now up 7 nothing. JVT. 23 in the hook is the live line in favor of the Wolverines is what I'm looking at. Total has jumped up to 72, a little bit of juice to the under. But like we said, I mean, Maryland still should be able – to produce enough offense to where if you assume Michigan can just keep dominating on their side of the offensive ball, it could be a higher scoring game. But hey, if you were in between about Maryland taking the points at 17, well, they kind of had a fluky play happen and now you're catching 23 in the hook. So maybe now's your time to jump in if you still got faith in that side of the ball. TCU also finds the end zone relatively quickly. So at 12.33 left to go in the first, they lead SMU in this pretty interesting matchup. Bet MGM right now from an in-game standpoint for TCU and SMU. TCU a six-and-a-half point favorite. Remember, they closed two-and-a-half, and as Danny mentioned, some spots as high as three. With a total that closed about 71, it's at 78-and-a-half. So an early score for TCU and what is expected to be a high-scoring affair. And also Penn State, a very quick score against Central Michigan. So they are up seven to nothing. 
that in-game line right now, 31.5 in favor of the Nittany Lions. And they do actually, as I speak, intercept the ball on third and seven. So they're going to get set up at the about Central Michigan, eh, we'll call it 15-yard line or so. So that'll jump up that point spread as we're waiting for more live and in-game opportunities. And uh, your Baylor Bear and Iowa State Cyclone matchup is off to a high-scoring start. Baylor goes for it on fourth down. Danny, they extend their drive. They're up 7-0. Nine minutes left to go in that matchup. Three and a half in game with a total of 47 and a half. Remind us, what were you looking for in that game? Yeah, so the line moved toward Iowa State, JVT, and it looked like it closed about two in the hook. And I was thinking, hey, I mean, if Iowa State somehow gets out to an early lead or keeps it close, I was kind of hoping to see Baylor catching three or above that point and maybe then jumping it on the Bears. But like you mentioned, early start, aggressive start for Baylor pays off. They're up seven, nothing. I'm even seeing as high as four now on Baylor as the favorite with total at about 47 in the hook. So we'll see if the Cyclones can catch back up and then maybe I could get something on Baylor, but there goes my in-game betting opportunity right from the start. And uh, the big favorite Pittsburgh, uh, they are taking on Rhode Island. They're up seven, nothing. They're a 38 and a half point favorite in-game over at BetMGM with a total of 58 and a half. All right, Clemson, Inside the red zone, keep an eye on that. Kansas turned away on a third and three at about the Duke 40-yard line, so we'll see what they do with another fourth down decision. As we wait for those, let's talk about some of these big game matchups. So we mentioned the injury situation before both Florida and Tennessee. Let's talk about this matchup itself and what you were expecting here, Danny, because uh, two weeks ago, if I were to tell you after Florida, who beat Utah right at home, was a 10.5, 11-point underdog at home to Tennessee, I think people would be astonished. And yet, at this point right now, they are. And in fact, the market moved in that direction. Some spots opened as low as 7.5. But it's not really been great for Florida after a pretty decent showing against Utah. Their rushing attack is solid in terms of EPA per play on the ground. They are the 12th best offense of the country. But their passing attack absolutely nothing. And Anthony Richardson has yet to throw a touchdown pass through multiple interceptions last week against South Florida. I think it is fair to move the number where this is at at this point right now, because Richardson, while he looked like a combination of Vince Young and Cam Newton after beating Utah, has looked pretty limited since that matchup. Yeah, and that's what makes this so tough to actually want to take the points with Florida. In terms of the actual number being double digits, you would think that would be the more attractive side, but you need Richardson to be there to get you that full conviction. And look, the running game, as you were kind of talking about, and that's what they want to instill on the offensive side of Florida, too. I mean, over 200 yards of rushing in two out of the first three games thus far, averaging over six yards per carry. And yeah, that'll only do so much to maybe keep this game mad manageable, but that's not going to get you the outright victory over this Tennessee team, even though they are missing one of their top receivers in Tillman. But this would be the game JVT for Richardson to come alive on a center stage against the Tennessee defense that is allowing over 30 points per game. I think they could keep it close for a decent amount of this time. But yeah, I just think the home field advantage and you and I have talked about this. Nowadays, you kind of don't warrant as many points to the home field, maybe more so in college for specific stadiums. This would probably be one. Tennessee is going to be rocking. They'll be ready to go despite the injury. I think they'll be okay. But Ten and a half seems perfect to me, so I probably wouldn't touch anything pre-flop. I would want to do Florida. Again, it comes back to Richardson. We haven't seen anything from him since week one, so what is he going to do now even with more pressure at it? Yeah, I think what's been somewhat surprising for Florida up to this point, if you look at some of the metrics behind him, uh, it has been how poor they've started to show uh, 
against the run as the season has kind of progressed here. And after that win over Utah State, it was a real physical game. They turned them away multiple times inside the red zone. Looked like it was going to be a Florida team that was maybe a little bit ahead of schedule there defensively. And maybe look, maybe the fact that Ventral Miller's back on the field, maybe the Jaden Hill's there, this is going to look a little bit better for this team. But if you look at the metrics for them, like EPA-wise, 66th, excuse me, 67th overall and against the run, Danny, 104th for this Florida team at this point. So we'll see. These are really early, so these sample sizes are very small, and these numbers can get skewed. But now we're three games in. You're getting a sense of what these teams are. It has been pretty surprising to see this. We'll get more on this, by the way. Wes Rucker, 24-7 sports senior writer, is going to be with us. He's on the Tennessee beat. He's out there, actually. So we'll get a really good idea of what's happening between these two and the impact of both the absences and the returns of some of the players in this matchup. So really quickly, Kansas did it, finally. They're in the end zone. 7 nothing. Kansas up on top. Big play that gets them into a first and goal situation. They end up punching it in. That drive extended, by the way, by another fourth down attempt. So Lance Leopold and the Jayhawks really going for it in this game against Duke. Traditional basketball powers. Uh, and also... Penn State also on the board yet again. They have added on another touchdown against Central Michigan. It's not a surprise there. Penn State came in highly rated and in a very good spot as a massive favorite. And Clemson punches it in on their first touchdown drive, aided by a pass interference. 7 nothing the score there. 13.5, excuse me, minus 125 over at BetMGM with a total of 58.5. As we look around, anything for you, Danny, that piques your interest anywhere? Did you believe in Wake Forest? Do you think catching nearly two touchdowns? The Demon Deacons might be live here against Clemson, for example. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that. So you like Clemson pre-flop in this spot, right? I'm kind of curious if you could expound on your assessment for this game a little bit more so because I was torn in this game. I I thought Clemson should be the favorite, but I didn't get there with the bet. So I'm curious as to why you like them so much for this game. So for me, it began and actually kind of ended with the edge on the line of scrimmage. I think Clemson's defensive line against an offensive line that could get no push against Liberty last week that's going to be a pretty big mismatch uh, for Clemson. And when you're a team that can just really trust your base packages, run four guys or rush four guys at the passer, and then sit back and play coverage, and I think that's what you really need against a team like Wake Forest, I really trusted Clemson's ability to do that. I mean, and even look here on a third and 10, they get a completion right at the first down marker, but you only rush four. You stop the guy about it, potentially a yard short. I think it's going to be tough for Clemson here, excuse me, Wake Forest, to kind of get this offense going. And the flip side of it, too, is – I think Clemson's physical enough along the offensive line that a front seven that has not been good for Wake Forest. I mean, if you look at some of the numbers here, uh, it has not been great for them. I think that this is going to be just one of those that's one in the trenches, and Clemson has a massive advantage. And I'll take you back to the first game Clemson played, Danny. While the Tigers did not play very well, they had such a massive advantage against Georgia Tech along that defensive line versus their offensive line. They ended up covering a massive number because that was so lopsided. Yeah. Okay. I got you, man. Yeah. Right now, like you said, we're seeing about 14 and a half. So now obviously it's a big adjustment after the Tigers got on the board immediately. So we'll wait to see if Wake Forest can respond or not. And then maybe we'll dabble into that in-game bet. Uh, Really quick update for you, JVT. Maryland did tack on a field goal. So now they trail seven to three against the Wolverines. 22 and a half is the adjusted in-game spread. So it really only moved the point from when they were down seven, nothing total still at 72, but that's the update for the big Ten action there in Ann Arbor. So we're rolling through these big game breakdowns and we can have a little bit more of this on the other side, uh, but Minnesota and Michigan state is a pretty fascinating big 10 matchup. Michigan state actually opened any one with a total of 53 and a half. Minnesota now is a three point favorite with a total of 51, but they lose Chris Hotman bell, their leading receiver yeah. uh, coming into this matchup. I thought this was a little bit of an overreaction. I'm in on the Spartans. We got about 40 seconds here. What'd you make of this uh, line move here in favor of the Golden Gophers? 
I get why the line moved there, but yeah, missing your top receiver for this one for a team like Minnesota, I think actually is going to be big because regardless of how the Spartans look, JVT at home as an underdog in this spot, Big Ten play, it's always going to be a tough competition. And as great as Minnesota's been, as much hope as I have for them, they haven't played anybody, so the jury's still out on them. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, how about that? We're going to have a little game later today about maybe some fraudulent top offenses in the country. Minnesota might be one of them when you're averaging over 500 yards per game. A lot of people believe, but should they? We'll answer that question a little bit later. On the other side, let's talk about one of the more lopsided games coming up later today. That's next on Live Bet Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on vSEN, the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do. That includes, I don't know, daily picks at a glance, recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, and more. Sign up at our discounted football special. Get VSIN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only 175 bucks. Remember, that includes the sports that start in between. The NHL guide's coming out. I'm almost done with the NBA guide. And when we're done working on the NBA guide and the NHL guide, guess what comes out after that? The college basketball betting guide. So that includes everything we do folks it's not just football related you get your money's worth sign up now 175 bucks for the super bowl go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all the options and become part of the sports betting network okie dokie smoky let's talk a little bit about what we've seen in football up to this point no big scoring updates that i have noticed danny i will say uh, that one clemson did get the ball back against wake forest they're driving now. They are on the plus side of the field after a big chunk play on a third and 21. They actually convert DJU, DJ Ui Angalale. I have been told that it's impressive I can say the name, so I'm going to say it as many times as I can. Uh, they are in Wake Forest territory after, again, converting a third and 21. That's about all I got at this point right now. I will say the Cyclones got a fourth and goal here. I would say this is a relatively big spot with three minutes left to go in the first. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you, man. Hey, uh, we got 7-7 seven, seven Duke in Kansas, too. Kansas oh, yes. back to seven-point favorites, total at 69. And I'm hoping, as you're mentioning, that Iowa State does punch it in, looking for that in-game spot on Baylor still. But, uh, yeah, nothing really significant. I don't know if you just saw an update right now, though. Uh, yeah, My ooh was uh, Jarrell Brock catches the ball and gets hit right at the goal line and goes in. Okay, he loses it as he goes to the ground. So that's going to be a touch – or excuse me, as he, like, hits the ground. So that's, uh, that's going to mm. be a touchdown because he made a football move, turned in. It's ruled a touchdown – so extra point pending or review pending. This is going to be a score there for Iowa State and an extra point pending there. And Brandon Spector with a 41-yard reception for Clemson. And the Tigers are up 13-0 over Wake Forest in their matchup on the road against the Demon Deacons. Yeah, it's a good point by you. I should note uh, that, yes, Duke did score. It was a big play for the Blue Devils. So that's a really solid score for the Blue Devils in a very, very interesting spot here. So numbers across the board. Get you some updates. First off, now we finally start to see the adjustment, Danny. Five and a half in game for Kansas at BetMGM with a total of 68 and a half. So what I'm hoping for here is uh, the Duke Blue Devils getting the ball back at some point so we can get this down a little bit cheaper. Iowa State now a two and a half point favorite with a total of 50 and a half after that touchdown. Again, we're tied 7-7 there with about three minutes left to go. Clemson a 20 and a half point favorite with a total of 61 and a half in game with their 14 to nothing lead over Wake Forest. And uh, let's see, that's what I've got in front of me right now. Unless you want the update in-game on Harvard and Brown, uh, would you like something there? <laughs> oh, I always, baby. Let's hear it. What do you got? Uh, actually, it's about to start, so it's going to close 16.5 <laughs> in favor of Harvard with a total of 58.5. Uh, my 
my knowledge and in, in the intricacies of this Harvard roster, not what it used to be. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna focus on that. All right, let's talk about some of these other big game matchups. I mentioned a lopsided affair. Uh, it's not lopsided in terms of the point spread. It is lopsided in terms of the support. I have not talked to a single person that says that the Arkansas Razorbacks are going to lose to Texas A&M. Every analyst, every betting podcast that I've listened to, a lot of the network analysts here at VSIN, I have not heard a single person who will speak highly of Texas A&M in this spot against the Razorbacks, Dan. And here's the thing. Everybody remembers what happened last year on this very field, right? Arkansas went in, took care of business. The Aggies, of course, had to make a quarterback change, barely get by Miami, and there's a very strong argument to be made that if Mario Cristobal is not a coward who loves to kick short field goals, then maybe they don't cover that game against the Hurricanes. But it is overwhelming, the support here for Arkansas in this spot against Texas A&M. And that's what ultimately makes it so hard for me to officially get on the side of Arkansas. I I mean, up to this point, it does seem like they would be the more trustworthy team, right? They lead the nation in sacks or seventh in the country against the run. Their secondary is absolutely suspect. But conversely, we know that Texas A&M is having a lot of offensive issues. So if you believe that they can overcome that for just one game against Arkansas, and get up for how big of a game this is, trying to avenge what happened last season, as you're mentioning, then, okay, I get it for the side of Texas A&M. Their defense is certainly good enough to limit Arkansas, but you need those big explosive plays out of the Aggies, which we really just have not seen. But again, it comes back to Arkansas secondary. They certainly could be vulnerable on that side of the ball. But look, JVT, I hate to say it, but I kind of agree with a lot of people in thinking that Arkansas would be the side that I lean more toward to, but because of how lopsided it is right now. I'm staying away from it, but man, I, I mean, this one's going to be fascinating. 10, three, by the way, Michigan tax on a field goal. So we'll get you an update momentarily in game there. So I, where, where I'm at with this is, you know, skewed opinions aside, right? Overwhelming support for one side. Uh, we'll forget that for a moment. I've, I've been talking about it from this stance. So Arkansas going into pretty much any single matchup, has a large advantage, both like figuratively and literally. It's their offensive line. It's a massive offensive line. It's a well-coached offensive line. Shocking. Pittman's a really good offensive line guy, former offensive lineman himself, I believe. Um, and Arkansas, they have like they have buttered their bread through their offensive line offensively. And they have the best quarterback in the matchup here. Max Johnson right. has not been great. All of those stuff. I get that. But against this front seven against Texas A&M, I feel like your advantage along your offensive line is minimized somewhat, Danny. And I also look at it from the perspective of just defensively, I still somewhat believe in Texas A&M. It's been the offense has been an issue for them. And when you put all these things together for the Aggies, if you can muck this up a little bit, you make this the lower scoring contest, which it projects to be. And remember, keep in mind, there's a key safety that's out for Arkansas for the rest of the season. Maybe this gets a little bit easier for your offense to operate here a little bit if you're the Aggies. I just wonder, you know, with the game under the belt for Johnson now, after taking on Miami, does the offense look a little bit better? Does the defense look like exactly what we kind of expected up front? And I wonder if maybe this is just the market getting way too overzealous on <laughs> Aggie suck, Jimbo Fisher's a clown kind of deal, you know? Yeah, I, I hear you on that. And, and knowing that we get now a full after the first full game, I guess, for mm-hmm. Johnson, now that you get even a bigger game to prepare for, maybe he is a guy that can do enough to overcome these tough situations because of how solid your defense is. That's the one true thing we do know about the Aggies. But, you know, then JVT, with that being said, I mean, if you're kind of someone who's torn 
from this spread, not sure where to back. Would you almost say that maybe betting an under would be the most attractive play? Texas A&M's offense, not too sold on them, what they can produce. And A&M's defense is good enough to limit the Razorbacks' offense, especially with them being on the road. Would under 51 entertain you enough to get involved? I think no. Nah, my my strategy was actually going to wait till the game starts and um and see what te- what Arkansas does on its first drive, right? Because if now in this sort of a situation, because the I, the market is going to be pretty quick to flip, I think in this game, especially we're talking about like what one and a half one in some spots. Yeah, th- this is going to be pretty quick to flip to the Arkansas side if it's indeed a positive start for the Razorbacks. So if it flips and I'll get a little over a field goal, maybe even more four and a half with Texas A and M from an in game standpoint. That would be, I think, the strategy I want to go with. You know, I, I bet Texas A&M last week, and I I got them in a buy low spot, and I'm going to wait in game and see if maybe I can get a little bit more in terms of some buy low action, and if they get off to that rough start, three nothing, six nothing, whatever it is, and come in on a plus price of you know catching some points with the Aggies, uh, that would be the strategy. Sorry, I'm a little distracted because we've reached the end of the first quarter. Kansas fumbles well inside Duke territory. Blue Devils recover. So. Duke is going to take over on offense here as we get into the second quarter between those two. And I wanted to give you an update from an in-game standpoint between Maryland and Michigan right now over at BetMGM with that field goal on the board. Michigan, a 20-and-a-half point favorite, total 70-and-a-half. And this is, we're back to that preflop number, actually, Danny. And when I say preflop, the opening number, I should say. Uh, this opened 20 in favor of Michigan. Market drove it down to 17. So if you didn't get in on that line move and we're inside of this game with Michigan only up by seven, but the line in game is up to 20 and a half, maybe this opportunity for in-game betters who liked Maryland initially to grab 20, 20 and a half with the Terps. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm tempted. I'm watching this game right here on the screen that I got set up in Maryland, not having that many issues moving the ball early on again, incredibly early on, but also the fact that on the first real offensive possession out of Michigan, who looked like they had a lot of momentum. If you can keep limiting the Wolverines to field goals enough, then yeah, with a point spread like 20 and you're able to move the ball with an athletic quarterback like Tonga Vailoa, that would be the side for sure that you got to take here. In your first conference game, especially against a dynamic quarterback, is always going to be tough. So this may be tempting actually to get involved, JBT. We'll, we'll kind of see how this drive concludes because even if Maryland settles for a field goal, the line's probably not going to move that much. So I, I might wait to see what Maryland does. Does here and then, and then see if I won't jump in on Maryland catching the points. Yeah, baby, two has got them inside uh, Michigan territory right now. They're at the uh, Michigan forty-yard line. Uh, Talia, by the way, you'll give him credit, but I mean, come on, baby, Tua, I think is a much better name uh, than Talia Tungavailoa and the God-given name uh, that he has. All right, really quickly, USC at Oregon State. We'll have more on this, I think, as we move along, because I've got an opinion here. Did you have anything? Because this was actually one of the more interesting betting stories too, for those who didn't keep track. Yeah. And this is the best part about our shows tomorrow and on Sundays, because I, as I say almost every single Sunday, it is the Wild West when it comes to some of these openers. Circa opened up USC minus five. Caesars opened them up minus 12 and a half. It is incredible the variance you get. We have settled in here. USC six-point favorite with a total of 70 and a half. It really is remarkable. I mean, Caesars, as you're mentioning, double-digit favorites for USC, probably just expecting a bunch of public love coming in for Lincoln Riley's squad based on how they've looked offensively. But clearly, Circa had the right number. Oregon State's going to get up for this game. First true test for the Trojans. College Football Betting Podcast. Myself, I'm on there because of the Sunday show. Adam Burke. Tim Murray, Matt Eubens, a lot of guests on there as well. Make sure you check that out. And make sure you check us out. College Football Lines revealed tomorrow, 11 a.m. Pacific time. We'll be back here on v Live Bet Saturday.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Attention, BetMGM customers. If you have a friend who loves sports betting as much as you do, we've got a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account, click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up, makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, 
you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM. Get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You've got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer but not available in Mississippi and Nevada. All right, real quick, let's update this, Danny, before uh, we get to Bill Bender, who's nice enough to join us today, college football writer for Sporting News. Does look like Baby Tua and the Terps are on the verge of scoring. And actually, I think they have. Yeah. Yeah, they tacked it in. Handoff up the middle. Uh, Talia Tungavailo had a huge run. Helmet came off. He was going nuts. And yeah, now 10 to 9, waiting the extra point. But it looks like this live line JVT dropping as low as 13 now. Yeah, it is tied up. So 13 is the live line. How about them Terps? Yep. And a uh, three play, 75 yard drive put Wake Forest into the end zone. Big play for the Demon Deacons. And they turn away Clemson on a third and 11. So fourth and 11 for Clemson. Looks like they're going to punt it away there. All right, let's bring in Bill Bender again, National College Football Writer sporting news bill uh, appreciate some time today i actually wanted to start with i was on your twitter account and saw your pinned tweet so it's actually a really good jumping off point here uh drake may and the tar heels they have been quite the story may looks uh pretty darn good up to this point of the season and now they get an awesome matchup with notre dame in this spot later today what do you think of this this is north carolina two and a half with a total of 56 or 56 and a half um you know, I think I like North Carolina here. They get, because they got the quarterback that's on, you know, tied going going into the day for the FBS lead in touchdown passes. He's been very good. They get Josh Downs back today. It's a big spot for the Tar Heels and Notre Dame had a stop and start offense, still trying to figure out quarterback. I mean, I, I like the Tar Heels in this game. It's not. A, I don't think that's a huge upset. I just think because it's Notre Dame, it would get more attention. Hey, Bill, uh, in our neck of the woods here in the Midwest, I know that you look at the Big Ten pretty often, and JVT and I were talking about this Minnesota and Michigan State game, and there had been a big line movement toward the Golden Gophers despite them losing their top receiver for the year. I mean, Minnesota's offense has been incredible, but going to East Lansing as a road favorite is always a tough test. What side are you leaning toward here with Minnesota as a three-point favorite? Yeah, I think Michigan State can bounce back here, but watch the running game. You know, I mean, they didn't get any running game last week, and they didn't have Jaden Reed. I still like the Spartans at home. That feels like a back-and-forth game that, that could end up, you know, like 27-24 type game. I do like the Spartans at home, but, I mean, watch the – if they can't get the running game going, for those that you were talking about live lines, I mean, just, just gauge that early. The team that runs the ball better is going to win that game, and both of them rely on it very heavily. A uh, ridiculous – 73-yard touchdown run for Daniel Hyshaw. It was actually a completion to him, uh, but broke about three tackles, spun out of another, broke it out for 73 yards, and the Kansas Jayhawks now back up on top, 14-7 to uh, over Duke. Bill, that's actually a natural uh, segue, too. Let, let, what have you made of Lance Leopold in Kansas up to this point? I mean, the offensive numbers, if you look at the metrics, have been pretty impressive, and it's not like uh, a Duke, right, where some of the competition has been a little bit lesser. There's some impressive wins here for Kansas, namely that last one against Houston. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're doing a great job. Um, the offense has been great. Jalen Daniels has been great. Um, they, they've got a good offensive mind set with Leopold. I think the trouble is, and we were talking at the break, is the more success they have, yep. the hotter candidate Lance Leopold is going to be, not just for the Nebraska job, but other jobs. I mean, he has this track record of success dating back to Wisconsin-Whitewater, and um, that's what they have to watch. But in the meantime, enjoy it if you're Kansas. I mean, this is a team that hasn't made a – BCS Bowl when it was a BCS 15 years ago, and 
they look really good and are a fun watch. All right, Bill, Tennessee has a big game at home today against Florida. The Volunteers laying 11. We saw it at 10 in the hook. Now it's jumped even as high as 11. I feel like, and again, JVT and I were mentioning this, I mean, if Florida didn't look so rusty post week one against Utah, we'd probably be having a much different conversation if it just wasn't that big of a difference from the performance offensively we saw to Richardson. But that's not the story coming into this game. You haven't seen that much dominance with him throwing the ball. Does 11 seem like too much, or is Tennessee really that good at this point? Man, this I've been going back and forth on this one all week, mainly because the the uh, on paper it's Tennessee. They're, they're 3-0 against the spread. They've got a top-five offense. Hendon Hooker should be able to get it up and down. Um, I, don't know, I know they don't have Cedric Tillman. They've got a good run defense, too. But the rivalry factors at work here, too. I mean, Florida has won the last five. Anthony Richardson. Don't ask me what to expect. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, you know, like between the running, not getting a touchdown pass, or he could go off for like 150 rushing yards in this game. So if it gets into the fourth quarter, I think Florida could steal it. But I'm going to go Tennessee to win, and I'm going to have Florida cover, but I don't feel great about it. So news of the day, Bill, and Bill Bender's with us, National College Football Writer, Sporting News, uh, is that actually came out yesterday, but it's something to track now as we get closer to kickoff. Quinn Ewers did make the trip to Lubbock, and he is going to dress. Now, those are the reports, right? That's what the specific language is. Nothing about him actually playing. You expect Ewers to play here? What do you expect Steve Sarkeesian to do uh, with his quarterback? I'm going to dress for the Wisconsin-Ohio State game. Yeah, right. that, that is that the same thing? I'm dressing. It doesn't mean I'm playing. I think they'll still play Hudson Card. Something to watch. I like Texas on the road. Last two times they've played there, 63 and 70 points in Lubbock. Haven't lost in Lubbock since, uh, if you go all the way back to the legendary Mike, Michael Crabtree game. I think uh, I'm going to go with the Longhorns here. I, just, I like what I saw against Alabama. I, I like what I continue to see from Texas. Well, Bill, you mentioned Ohio State and Wisconsin. We might as well go there next. The Buckeyes now up to as high as a 19-point favorite. Does Wisconsin have enough weaponry on the offensive side to keep it in that number? I mean, it's going to be tight uh, just because they have to limit the possessions. They have to keep everything in front of them. I still think Ohio State has the best offense in the country, um, a lot in their favor. So, you know, it hasn't been easy for them. They haven't won in – Ohio State since 2004. So I just look for the Buckeyes to keep marching on, keep winning. And I'm going to take the Buckeyes here. But, you know, again, there's the but. If you think Graham Mertz can complete 60% of his passes and Braylon Allen can attack that new Ohio State defense, you can take the Badgers. But I'm going to take that team that has – they have seven different guys with 130 yards of offense. I, I don't know how you stop them. Uh, let's go late night here. USC on the road against Oregon State. USC down to a five and a half point favorite. Total here is 71. It does seem on paper, Bill, that Oregon State should be able to run the ball against this front of USC. What do you make of this matchup overall? Because it's been a, a sharp play to look at the Beavers here in this spot. Uh, reportedly, a lot of respected money in on Oregon State. Uh, you know, first big road game for the Trojans, first big test, and um, we'll see how it goes. I still like them to go in there and Caleb Williams to make enough plays to go get the win. But you know, this is his first trip up there. A weird road game. Going to be a late night, fun game. I like the over and I like Trojans. I mean, I, I'm going to take the bait there. If they, that line opened at like seven, uh, if they can get it down to five and a half, I'm going to go ahead and go with USC. 
All right, Bill, speaking of taking bait, are you willing to do that with the Razorbacks catching two in the hook against the Aggies? A lot of people not putting stock in this Texas A&M team, but man, this one's tricky all over the place. What are we thinking here? Yeah, you know, Max Johnson's hung in there and throws the ball pretty well, and Arkansas has the worst pass defense in the SEC. So, I mean, on the other end of it, it's I think Arkansas's offense, diversified. K.J. Jefferson, Raheem Sanders, that's two guys that can run the football at you. And uh, they average 500 yards of offense a game with Kendall Browse calling the plays. I like the Razorbacks. They won this game last year. I think they're the better team. But because of that pass defense, potential to get a little wild there in Jerry World. Bill, again, we appreciate the time today, sir. Thank you very much. Hey, no problem, guys. Have a good day. You got it. One more time. Bill Bender, National College Football Writer over at the Sporting News. And uh, let's lead right into what we're talking about here with this pro tip. Pre-game lines hovering close to pick, like this one, Dan, about one and a half or so. You know, consider betting in-game for whatever the side you're looking at. Uh, but this Arkansas and Texas a and matchup, these lines are going to move pretty easily with success for either side. And if you're looking to back a side, uh, maybe you can get a couple more points with the team or flip that favorite and get a favorite as an underdog in these situations. It's something that I'm going to be looking to do uh, with Texas A&M here against Arkansas. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're getting a spread under the key number of three, it's really going to be volatile throughout the market. And even in a game where you see a total featured even higher, not that it's that one specifically, but in general, you know that it could be a big time back and forth effort and you could easily with the first score, get an updated number over that key number of three. So with those ones, you're maybe a tad bit undecided on, or if you want to go with the underdog, but don't like it under the number of three, just have some patience. I'm sure more often than not, you'll get a better number to bet. As we head into the second hour of Live Bet Saturday, CJ Stokes has fumbled the ball at the Maryland 25. Terps have recovered. Look at this, Maryland. I'm not going to say it, but they're, let's just say they're getting feisty. The Terps are getting feisty out on the road. All right, we'll come back. Live Bet Saturday rolls on. Update everything going on in the world of college football. These early kickoffs here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 